Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody. He's our good buddy, Nick Zito. Nicholas, welcome to Hour 3. Always a pleasure. How are you feeling today, okay? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you, Chris. Uh, incredible show as usual. Great shows all the time, and thank you very, very much. And uh, excited to talk about this year's Derby. Uh, 100%. We look forward to it. Lots to do. Can you explain? Let's do the um, the injuries first. I mean, all right, the, the, the leg injuries, that they happen. How about the heart attacks of two horses of the same trainer? How odd is yeah. that? Let me get your well, thoughts. Well, that's, that's very strange. It's very hard because uh, obviously Churchill Downs is doing an investigation. And, you know, let's hope uh, it's like what they call natural causes. But one thing about it, um, the Derby is what they call the Holy Grail. And most people say you can't fool with it. You saw it happen to Bob Baffert, the great trainer, and whatever incident he had, right, wrong, or which foot went which way. They don't tolerate it. So they're going to have a thorough investigation. Hopefully, you know, you, you hope for the best, but, you know, the fellas' horses were scratched, and you just hope, uh, you know, they don't find anything, you know, terrible. But uh, let me say this. Randy Moss, who we love, came on uh, the show, and he talked about genuine risk. So genuine risk, when he came on 1980, uh, Randy said that was his first derby. The fellow that trained that horse was the great Leroy Jolly. He was a mentor of, of, of Nick Zito. He, was in the hall, he went to the Hall of Fame. He was oh, really? Chris, he was your mentor? Yeah, he was the guy, I didn't know he that. Was the guy, yeah, he was the guy, Chris, with the, you know, the Miller Lite commercials. Uh, I love my pleasures, whatever it was. And he had honest pleasure and, and foolish pleasure. He said, I'm a man that likes my pleasures. And he told me, I worked for him, and he was one of my mentors. He said to me, as far as the injury goes, I want to tell the folks out there. He said, Nick, isn't it amazing they got ankles as big as yours and mine, they run 40 miles an hour, and, you know, they have a 1,000 pounds they carry. It's amazing that doesn't happen even more. So that part, the injuries, it's a rough sport. It's just the way it is. You've got an animal that's a 1,000 pounds. You've got ankles like yours and I's. Yours and mine running, you know, running fast as can be, and 45 miles an hour, so that's normal. I hate to say that, but it's very tough. I mean, if a horse gets hurt, that's whatever. The other thing with the heart attacks, well, let's hope, you know, for the best, but uh, obviously they're doing a thorough investigation. All right. Uh, do you raise an eyebrow with that, or you think it, it it can happen? I mean, how about two horses just dropping dead like that? I mean, same well, old, same trainer. Well, well, listen, let's, again, let's hope for the best, but they are doing a thorough investigation. So... They're gonna, you know, they're gonna go. They're gonna look look at everything. So let's let's just hope for the best. And it was it was one of those fluky things. If not, you know, do an investigation. Uh, the Baffert scenario, Nick. Um, yeah. And it sounds like he's got a great barn. That's what Randy told us uh, for the next year and beyond. <laughs> uh, what is your? You know I, I, it's always tricky with Baffert. What what is your? I mean, you know, is he is he sleazy? Is he a guy that it gets misinterpreted? Gets a lot of bad breaks? I mean, what is your uh, take with Baffert overall? Well, I, well I I think the one thing about it is, you know, let, let's just say, look, even if like most trainers think, well, I think he stretches the envelope. Let's say he's aggressive, so he stretches the envelope, but he's one of the top trainers in history. But you know, he's that carries him around, and he's kind of a. 
you know, a different type of guy. Like he's, you know, he's got the best horses. He's, they spend a lot of money, but he's a great trainer. And uh, I don't know what to say other than, you know, maybe because he's always gave me a lot of respect. I don't know. But the old timers and people that have been around say, well, he pushes the envelope and whatever. So I was in a pub the other night and the guy was saying, oh, Baffert was there. They wouldn't come over and say hello to him. I said, why, why not? And so he's got something that he, you know, he carries around with him. I don't know. But again, look, he's very successful. So I guess one of the things is they ain't rooting for you like, you know, you know that, that part. So a lot of people ain't rooting for him. But no, he wins that much. They're going to root against him. 100%. No question. Uh, Why do uh, owners, despite his track record, owners still go to him all the time, give him the best horses? I guess they figure it's worth the risk. What's the reason? Yeah, listen, a lot of front runners in life, Chris, and, you know, uh, they just want to be who, who's ever on top, and he's always on top. He's uh, Look look at all the derbies he's won, the Kentucky derbies. That's the biggest race, as you know. It's uh, five or six of them. He's won a lot. Yeah, sure. everybody points for it, and whatever it is, uh, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, look, he'll be back next year. He'll be back next year. So, it will <laughs> We'll see, but I'm sure he'll have something in the Derby next year for sure. Uh, has it changed? Randy made be. Randy made a great point. What'd you say, Nick? I'm sorry. What was that last point? No, I said he'll be there for sure. Yeah, That's he will, and he, and he have the yeah. and he have the favorite. I'm sure. And there we go. He'll win another one of these of these. Uh, well, church, yeah, he's got uh, the recruits. Derbies. He's got the players. He's got you know. He's got the recruits, and you know, put it this way, Chris. If it's the NFL, he's got the top draft choices. He's in the first round all the time. So. And he wins, and he's in the first round. It's like Alabama, yeah. you know. He, exactly. Not only is Alabama great, they get the first pick in the draft every year. I mean, it, uh, that's that's a huge advantage. Um, all right, how about the uh, comments that Randy made about the difference with ownership, eighty and now? Now the owners want to get to the Derby, even if their horse isn't deserved. While back forty years ago, when you were starting out, owners didn't want to muck up the Derby with a horse they didn't feel was qualified enough to enter. I thought that was a very interesting point and how yeah. it's changed with ownership. Explain that yeah. to me for a second. Well, yeah. well, take a look. Take a look at. Uh, I, I'm, I'm rooting for for the favorite Forte. I'll go into that in a minute. But uh, you got Mike Rapoli, very charismatic guy. Vinny Viola and Teresa Viola, they own the Florida Panthers. Are you aware of that? I was not. They're the, they're the, owner, not. They're the owner, the, the Forte, morning line favorite, is owned by Vinny and Teresa Viola. They own the Florida Panthers. And Mike Rapoli, extremely charismatic guy, they spend a fortune. They're not ashamed to admit it. They go out and buy these draft choices in the sale. They buy plenty of yearlings. Those are what we call draft choices, top draft choices, top yearlings that become two-year-olds, first-rounders. They buy a, a ton of them for one reason, to get in this race Saturday, to get in the Preakness, to get in the Belmont, but mainly the Kentucky Derby. That's what they do. So they want to be in it, and they'll go out of their way, and there are a lot of owners in this race. I, I notice, uh, if, if, I think Randy said uh, Cyclone Mischief because there's a scratch. Uh, one of the horses, I guess, got hurt. He's going to get in there. Audubon family, they have uh, one of the favorites called Angel of Empire. Now they get a chance to run another horse in there. So they love running horses in the Kentucky Derby. It's the, it's the greatest race in the world. Look, I was there. I've been there all week, Chris. I went this morning. I went yesterday. I went to the Derby Museum. It's, it's history. I'll tell you another thing. They got a – Darren Rogers. I was kidding him today, and uh, 
and Kevin Kurstein. You, I think you said your daughter's going to the Derby. Yes, she you, is. You should yes, have. She is. Yeah, you should have them look them those those two guys up. But anyway, I was telling them the the paddock. Now I said, man, that's like the field of dreams. So Darren said, oh no no no, we're going to get some fancy sponsor. We're not going the copyrights for nothing. <laughs> so, but it's a beautiful beautiful paddock. The it's one they're incredible. building, right? The new one they're yes, building. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, but but you're, you're telling me, fifty years ago, Nick, the owners had they, they didn't have the same desire to buy the same yearlings and they, have the well, most expensive horses. Well, what's changed with the ownership well, in the last forty years? Well, Chris, you, you're right, and and but 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 there's there's another side to that. We used to call it when we were growing up the sport of kings. You had Calumet Farm, you had the Whitney's. Yeah, Jock Whitney, C.B. Whitney. Jock was the famous Green Tree Stable. and had gone with the wind. You had Mrs. Lunger, Christiana Stable. You had Brooke Mead, all these great people. You had Paul Mellon, one of the great gentlemen of all time. They had to have a horse in their mind that qualified. Today, you go by you know, points, you go by the races you run in, and if you just get the sneakiest chance to sneak in there, they want to be in here because it's, it's, a, it's an event now. It's an extravaganza. They, they love it. They love it. Look at your guys. When I say your guys, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Michael Jordan, they love it. I see them all the time there. They love it. So it's a big thing. Tom Brady, it's a big thing, you know, the Kentucky Derby. It's an event. So for them, it's a thrill of a lifetime. All right. Uh, number two, do you have a problem? It always bothers me. You got a problem yeah. when a trainer's got four horses in the event? Like, like Cox? <laughs> if, I, if, I t- if I tell you this, you'll fall on the floor. Uh, in 2005, your Nicholas P. Zito, as you call him, Nick Zito, had five in the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Five, five horses. Five. Yeah. Wow. Now, don't ask, ask me why. If I tell you this, you're gonna, you won't believe it. The favorite I had was Bellany Road for George Steinbrenner. And George said, now look, if those horses, those other owners qualify, and in my mind, I didn't think, I, you know, Sun King was pretty good, Noble Causeway was good, Dramatis Hero was good, and, you know, uh, Mrs. Weber's horse, High Fly, was good, but they weren't the quality of Bellany Road. Now, of course, in the Derby, he had to get hurt. I could have won my third Derby because he won the Wood Memorial to this day, no one's duplicated that. 17 and a half lengths. He tied Reba Ridge's record. He won by a pole. Yet George said to me, that's the kind of guy, George. You know, I, w- I was tight with George. You knew that. I was one of the 20 guys. Remember when ESPN did that? I was one of the I 20 guys. I do remember guys. you loved him. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, but I was one of the 20 guys. I was one of the 20 guys they mentioned. But in but any case, so I did that. I was guilty in 2005 to run all those horses in there. But you can't tell he or she what to do with their property. And if they want to run in the Kentucky Derby, that's what they're going to do. But to answer your question, no. If I, I would have to have two, if I was fortunate enough to have, well, one. Now, I'm looking for citation. If you find them, let me know. Bring them in my barn. Okay, tell Eddie if he knows where a citation is to bring them in my barn. But, 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 the, but the moral of the story is, Chris, is that the owners today feel it is a chance it's a wonderful experience it's a great opportunity i have a young owner today he's a wonderful guy jeff Litzett. he would love to be in the derby the belmont the preakness whatever young guy 
because that's what they live for. They, you know, they're competitive. They know it's the top race, Chris. It's the top race. And they want the so, adrenaline rush. Did would would George? Did he get mad that you had three other horses running against his? No, he's the one that told me to put him in. I know they won't believe you. They he told me to make sure those owners were in there. I swear to God, Mr. Riggio, Chairman of Barnes and Noble, uh, he sent George a, a wonderful letter, and they became good friends over that. Yeah, how about that? That is fast. So, in other words, Cox wins this race to have another horse that he's not in the Derby go up against his Derby horse in the Preakness, as as Randy said, which is the strangest thing. Yeah. You're going to have the Derby horse trained by the guy, and he's going to have another horse trying to beat the Derby horse in two weeks. It's 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 an odd scenario. All right, what is well, your well, what's your thoughts on that? First, let me hear after what I just said. Well, first, not so as they say, not so fast, Abinanti. He's going to have to get through the Forte and. And all the other good horses in the race. I think. You know why I like Forte? I like for, I'm, I'm rooting for Forte because of the you know the guys. They're they're New York guys, both of them. Great guys, two of them, and a wonderful family. Their wives are wonderful. I'm, I'm rooting for the horse. And I, I'm not you know I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And one of the reasons is also too is I can't believe Chris how everybody has fallen off this horse. There are 15 riders. Great handicappers, great experts in a racing daily racing form. Only two girls picked the horse. Mary Mary Repolini and Nicole Russo picked Forte. All the other guys, you know, all the fellows that worked, you know, great Andy Byer and uh, Marty McGee and whoever I'm leaving out, they do not pick Forte. Now here's my theory on Forte. We had a guy in the neighborhood called Chubby. So what Chubby used to say is, once they beat him, they always beat him. So if you look at Forte's, if you look at Forte's form, right, he only lost one time. That's all he lost, one time. Now, they say, well, they don't like his workouts, and which is true. He has nothing flashy. But the great Horatio Loro, he taught me a lot just by talking to him. You ever hear Horatio Laurel, Chris? He used to train I, a horse called Northern Dancer. I know Northern Dancer. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, well, he trained him. And he won, a, won the Belmont. Northern Dancer won a Belmont, did he not? I think he did, right? Well, he, he won the Kentucky Derby. He was a great horse. I think uh, I'm not too – you'll have to ask the history, guys. But one thing about it, he won the Kentucky Derby. He was one of the great stallions of all time. But he he became a tremendous sire. Tremendous sire. Gets home one time, I think it was – $500,000 a season to get to him, to put your mare to go and have a date with Northern Dancer, cost you 500000 Then I think it even got up to a million. It was insane in those days. Anyway, he would always say to me, remember, Nick, he would call me Nick, N-I-E-R, you write me a letter, not N-I-C-K. Remember, Nick, do not squeeze the lemon. And that's what Todd's doing with Forte. He's not squeezing the lemon He's making sure he gets over there. And if this horse gets over there, he'll either explode and go by the field, or he'll do just like the experts are saying now, and he'll come up empty. But in my opinion, you like my opinion it's, it's bust or nothing. That's my opinion. He'll right, either, so that... either blow these horses away. Well, then one other thing, I just wanted to get this, because I think you said it. You said there's not much speed in there, or Randy said there wasn't much speed in the race, Right. Did right, we did talk about that, yes. Yeah. There's a horse called Rocket Can, Bill Ma trains him. I think he'll be on the lead. I think he'll be close to the lead. He's, he's a long shot. 
They got them like uh, 30 to 1, 30 to 1. So, but anyway, they'll have to go through Forte, I think. There's some nice horses. They got, you know, we have a lot of angles today. There's a lot of, I don't know if you know, Chris, we, we still got time, right? Man, time? Nick, Nick Zito is as entertaining as all. He can stay on as long as he wants. Go ahead, Nick. Right, Continue. Well, so there's a karma thing, uh, I think, also in this year's Derby. There's a horse called Hit Show. Hit Show ran a mile and eighth twice. He just got beaten in a wood memorial. He had post-13. The other horse, the Angel of Empire, the one that they're all talking about, rightfully so, he ran a mile and eighth. That's a theory of how you win the Kentucky Derby. You have to go at least a mile and eighth. But Hit Show belonged to Gary and Mary West. Now, you believe in this stuff because I believe in this stuff. That's the same owner, same owners that they took down maximum security in the Kentucky Derby. The same owners. Remember when he won the race and they took him down a couple of years I ago? I sure do. Yeah, that was him, huh? So, yeah, so that's the same connection. So, and now Cox trains that one. So, you know, maybe they're overlooking that horse of Cox's and – he might be okay. That's a trivia deal. Like, in other words, I'm not a trivia deal. I mean, sorry, a karma deal. Maybe, you know, like, guess what? It's their turn now. They, the poor they, people were up there, and all of a sudden they say, wait a minute, you got to come down. Imagine the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, they, the they, Kentucky took the, Derby. they took the win away. That was him. Okay, so yeah. maybe he's due for yeah, a little break. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, so maybe. I mean, there's a lot of in, interesting things. The San Anita, the Run Happy San Anita, Run Happy San Anita, they scratched practical move. But the other horse, Skinner, very live horse in there. San Anita Derby could be a very good prep. I believe in all the prep races, too, if you know what I mean. The big ones that, that we talk about. You know, so you, believe in, you believe in the Wood? You believe in the Florida Derby? You believe in uh, Keeneland? You believe in the San Anita Derby, yeah. Arkansas Derby? Yeah, you believe in all absolutely. these? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. No question about it. Do you, believe it. do you believe in a bounce theory that a guy, a horse does great in one race, he's due for a down or the next one? Do you, do you believe in that? I, I do, but that's all according to the trainer. I had a horse, uh, Mike Smith's first grade one winner, 36 red. He won, and my first grade one winner, way back when. That's when you had the, the show in New York I was telling Eddie. Anyway. Oh, I remember 36 red. I remember that. I used to talk about that horse all the time. Yeah, go ahead. So, so 36 red, we, he had ran a very fast Gotham. 133 and change. And I said, geez, he's, they're all talking about he's going to bounce. So I was very careful in his training. I didn't overdo it like Rachel Laura said, don't squeeze the lemon. And we were very, very careful. I think most horses bounce because trainers don't realize you, you don't even, you, you, you don't have to, you could hardly train them. The lightest training of all. And that's my theory why you get the bounce theory. You, you almost got to do nothing with those horses. Because they run so fast or they run so big and they have such a big race, when they come back, they need that lycogen, a fellow told me. That's the word that gives them back to replenishes what they lost. And you've got to be very careful. So the bounce theory for me is I don't believe in it as much as a lot of people do. No, but, the, the, but, the the trainer, but the trainer's got to handle it properly. You did. Yes, so that, yes. that was a, uh, yes. Did you believe in a particular uh, prelim race prior? Uh, do you believe in the idea that there's only a couple of horses that have won the juvenile the year before in the Florida Derby, so we go against that? Do you believe in those kinds of things? Let me hear. Well, Street Sense prove that. I mean, those those things are always need to be broken. I have a record. You say, I have a record. My horse has it, and my owner, and myself, and my, the people that work for me. We're very proud of. The last horse, and this horse is live too, Saturday. Tap it twice. Trice. 
the last horse to win the Bluegrass and the Kentucky Derby, believe it or not, this is a trivia question, is Strike the Gold. He did it in 1991. That's the last horse that won those two races. Would you believe it? Wow, that's amazing. It is amazing. So, you know, I, I, we all like Mandy Pope. Uh, Keeneland loves Mandy Pope. They pull the red carpet because the poor woman spends millions, you know, millions of dollars on broodmares and everything, and a lot of people are rooting for her. And uh, she's got tapped it twice. So, uh, how uh, much uh, – I, I, Mike used to tell me this all the time. Mm-hmm. Horse owning Mike Francesa is right. unbelievably expensive. You'd be amazed. They eat like yep. crazy, the horses. Yeah. You got to buy 30 of them before you get one who can make a little money. It's a very, very tricky sport to make any money with unless, you know, you, you get ready, that one horse for, to make sure. Ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. for this? I okay. am. Listen to this. Anybody could buy a horse, but hardly no one could afford one. You could buy them, but you can't afford it. You see what I mean? I words, sure do. What, well, well, tell what, us. What explain. goes into it? Explain. Like Mike is right. Yeah, Mike is right. Like, what goes into it? It's, you know, anybody could buy a horse, but it's what goes into it. The expenses are astronomical. Astronomical. Mike's well, give right. us a little sense of it. Yeah, what, tra- training, stalls, well, food? Give me a little everything, sense. Everything. It's, uh, it, believe it or not, uh, I would say not to get into Todd's business or whoever, but a trainer of his magnitude probably has got to charge 130 140 a day a day for a horse to be trained and that's i'm think i'm i'm even low so he so gets $130,000 a day to train a horse no $130 so you think about it how much is that a month each horse now you got now you got other expenses you got vet bills you got shoeing things you got transportation you got a lot of things and if they get sick you know there's a lot so it's a very expensive. I would say, if you do it right, you do it right. Sixty thousand dollars a year. That's just to start with. So your horse, when you add up the expenses, would probably have to earn well over a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand dollars to break even each horse. I would think so in today's. Market. And that's not that easy. It's not that easy. No, and it's not. That, I mean, now listen. They're, you know, the bigger trainers, they seem to make it because they got hundreds of horses. Chris, I, when I had the five in the derby, we only had 90, and we thought we were nuts. They got 290 now, 390. They got hundreds of horses, and the other thing is they're all good. They're not just horses. They're good. So it's a different game today. Randy, Randy knows this stuff. He explained it to you correctly, and it's a different different. That's why they want to be in that derby because – they do not want to be left out. If they're spending that kind of money, they want to have fun. And by the way, I learned this from the Barnes & Noble guy, Len. It's bragging rights. You got a horse in a Kentucky Derby, it's bragging rights. Right? It goes a long way. Yeah. How many it horses in your way. barn? How many horses right in your now, barn right now? How many, how many right are you now? running right now? Yeah, for you. I, got, I have, believe it or not, um, I'm hanging in there. My good friend Mike Lucci may have passed away. He passed away. He was a Hall of Famer for the D. Detroit Lions, he used to say, well, Nick, we're at the top of the stretch. And I used to say, yeah, Mike, but you know what that means? we got a quarter of a mile left. So I got 16. I'm looking for a great horse. I think I might have – Chris, listen, to this. keep your fingers crossed. I got a two-year-old. His name is Justifiably So. They spend a lot of money. The Mossarosa people spend a lot of money for him. And maybe that's the one that could get me in the 150 Derby. If that's the case – have to, you'll have to break the, you know, the rule, and you'll have to go. 
No, 150. <laughs> what do you mean by the 150 Derby? What was that? That's the next year's 150. So oh, the 150th. Oh, the 150th. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you got you got a two year old right now, Nikki. You got a two year old right now that yeah. you. When when will I you really begin like. to sense? When will you begin to sense that this horse oh, could be that? Probably in the summer. Probably around August, September. What signs do August, you look for? What signs do you look for? Well, you have to be in the winner's circle in, in the right races. But he is by Justify. He's out of a great mare, and I got a good feeling about him, Chris. So I was in 25 of these things, and you got to have the players. You don't have to play. You know what I love about you? So many things I love about But you always talk about some of these coaches that they get slammed. And you say, no, 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 he's a good coach. You don't have this guy. You don't have the guy. No matter what sport it is, racing's no different. There are a lot of great trainers out there, but they're not getting the opportunity. They don't have the player. How could they show their skills? 100%. This two-year-old now, what will you do with him in the next five months to get a feel of him in the summertime? I'll probably sleep with him, Chris. I'll sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that, that would be huge for you to be back in a what? derby. Be yeah. huge. Well, listen, you, you know, Chris. And you get one, and all of a sudden people say, boy, Nick Zito still got his fastball. And next thing you know, you're getting all the horses again from the rich owners. Right, and then we could say it's for every 70-year-old in America, you know, it's for every 70-year-old Rocky, female and male. That's it. That's for them. Wow. All right. Who we'll wins do. now? So you like, you like Forte to win this race? He said, I'm not going to go bust. against him. There's a, there's a lot of live horses in here. That skin is a live horse. The hit show is a live horse. The Angel of Empire is a live horse. But, and then even that rocket can might be live, you know, go to the lead or whatever. But I think they got to get past him. And my opinion is they're all missing the boat here. They think that Todd's not training the horse. He didn't. He worked so slow. He did this. He's doing that on purpose. All he wants this horse to be is, is, is be prepared the right way. So I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for the connections. And uh, Florida Panthers. Do we need a uh, last thing? Do we need a triple crown winner again? Does horse racing need that in the worst way? No, nah, not really. What they need is competitiveness. What they need is every race to be competitive, every race to be, you know, cool and, and, and great race, and that's what they need. You don't need a triple crown every every year. Well, then it's not all of a sudden whatever. It's, it's just not. Listen, I got the great distinction, Art Stable, of, of spoiling Smarty Jones. Oh, one of the great thing. races in the rain. Yeah, with yes, Birdstone. Sir. And then yeah. with the Tara. When we beat Big Brown, you know, Mr. Robert Lepentis. Oh, you killed that poor house. Uh, that horse got destroyed. You did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but the Triple Crown, that was because it's every, you know, every so many years. I mean, if you have one every year, what good is it? Nah, you, lose the, you, know. you lose the impact with it. All right, yeah, we'll, get you in yeah. two, we'll get you in two weeks. I'm going to wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning uh, Saturday in Austria to make sure I see this. Say hello to me on the camera, will you please? You're the best. Uh, you know, you're the best. By the way, listen to this. I don't know if he remembers. You can look it up, get Eddie to look it up. I had a horse that I named called Stephen A. After your buddy, and he won a race at Belmont. He looked it up wherever he won the race. You were, you had ago. a horse. You named him off. I named after Stephen, Stephen A. He was one of my guys. I love Stephen A. When he first started, I said to my owner, "I'm going to name this horse Stephen A." So I named this horse Stephen A. And he won a race. I think he won at Belmont. Eddie, look it up for you. Did you Stephen ever? A. Did you ever tell him that? I sent him the picture. ESPN. I don't know that time. You know what I think happened? Remember he got suspended or something? I don't yeah, know. right over that, he had, an, he had an awkward time there. Oh, my God. So yeah, he had an awkward time. They threw it him. Uh, how about that? I've never heard him talk horse racing. Yeah, so he well, you, you look it up. You look it up. You'll I'll see. I'll find it after him. 
right, but Tina, one of my guys. I know he's your guy. That's good. Oh, hey, my, he sure is. He's, he's respected <laughs> my career. What are you talking about? My guy. Uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Enjoy the day tomorrow. Sounds good, Appreciate buddy. Very much. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.